0: to Geeks Worldwide Presents Preston and Key. I am, of course, your host, Michael Schluger, and this is episode 286. Uh, we took a little break last week uh, for the eclipse and a bunch of other reasons, but we are back, uh, and I'm super excited to reintroduce a guest host that has not been with us for, I want to say, like a year at this point, if not a little Sounds longer. Sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Connor Howard, welcome back.
1: It's good to be back. Thank you very much. The prodigal son returns. That's right. Thanks to (laughs) fixing some hardware and uh, internet issues. And uh, it's a pleasure.
0: Very cool. Very cool. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. And of course, Jay Rich joins us. It's been a couple of weeks for you as well, sir. Been a couple of weeks and busy at work, but glad to be back in the swing of things. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, it's it's been kind of a busy week, right? GDC is over. Was it was it, it wasn't GDC, was it? It was uh Gamescom. Gamescom, yeah. Gamescom. Gamescom. That's Com. right. Not too much crazy news came out of Gamescom. Um well, it depends
2: on what you depends on what you were looking for.
0: I guess. I guess. None of our stories really have to do with Gamescom. Um at all. I didn't really see too much out there. Um what we well, do have a lot have,
2: of Blizzard stuff as usual. Blizzard kind of uses Gamescom as like they're like pre-BlizzCon show usually. Mm-hmm. Like Blizzard has a pretty big presence there, but most other North American companies don't really like. You get a little bit from other places, but mostly you get a lot of like indie European games showing up. Right. Yeah,
1: a few trailers here and there, yeah. but nothing on the E3 level of trailers and announcements. Yeah, unless you're Blizzard, in which case you don't go to
2: E3 and then you go to Gamescom instead because you have to do oh. everything different than everybody else forever. <laughs>
0: So we are so special. have a lot of uh, stories about like AR, VR <laughs> stuff. So um, before that, let's talk about a little bit about GameStop um, before we dive into all the ARVR stuff. So GameStop, two interesting stories regarding GameStop. The first is has to do with uh, they issued a sales report, um, and what was interesting about the sales report is it hints at the fact that uh, what we all knew to be true. Xbox One isn't doing so hot. Uh, Microsoft has stopped reporting sales numbers for Xbox, so we don't really have a good idea of where they're at. But when you get a report like this from um, from GameStop, it gives us a, a sort of peak. Uh, and so what they said was that uh, new hardware sales, I'm sorry, new software sales were down 3.4%, and pre-owned software sales were down 7.5%. Um, and they blamed lagging Microsoft uh, performance for those Mm -hmm. dips in sales numbers. Uh, So, (laughs) Microsoft, you're not pulling your weight. What would you you guys think of this? I I wasn't terribly surprised.
1: No, it it doesn't really come as much of a shock to me either. Um, It's harder to pin down why it's happening. I mean, it's it's definitely happening, but I I think a big reason... uh, I do feel like Xbox is kind of losing the battle of the exclusives, and I think when you come when you're talking about it has been losing consoles. Them. Oh yeah, for sure. And when you're talking about consoles, exclusives are a hugely important, you know, selling point. Um, that's
0: that's that's the thing I would point to the most. But do you guys, I, I'll, I'll throw a question now. Do you think that people are sort of holding out for the Xbox One X, and maybe that's why they're not buying stuff? Have, they been, be part have, have they been
2: holding out for the Xbox One X since the system launched and before they announced the Xbox One X? <laughs> Everyone's just as soon as the Xbox One announced, we were like, let's hold off. And that's why the sales Let's was, see what else they come up yeah, with. And that's and why the man, sales have been be dog shit the entire time. I don't know. I don't think that's I, I think
1: it's a combination of like just the library's not that strong. The I think the online experience uh, that Sony has been putting together has been very robust and very competitive, and I think Xbox has had a hard time competing with that. I think that kind of shot the X Bone in the leg a little bit from mm. the get go. Mm. And the fact that they don't seem to be that Microsoft doesn't really seem to be committing to that platform like we see with the with the upgrades and the S and the X or whatever.
0: So one that might one of our cancel exacerbating it. Yeah, yeah. Well, so one one of the stories that didn't make the cut today was the fact that Crackdown three had been delayed. And what mm. the story noted was that every other game that was announced alongside Crackdown 3, which was, I think, in 2014, if I'm not wrong, or 2014, 2015, uh, was canceled with the exception of the Halo Master Chief Collection, which was, just right. you know.
2: Obviously, a it was never going to get canceled. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's
1: going to happen no matter what.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. every other game that they talked about, like Scalebound, and uh, there was another one on the list, they, they all got canceled. None of them came to fruition. So oh,
1: wow. I forgot about that. I, I forgot that Crackdown Two was announced that long ago. I thought it was like such a recent thing.
2: Well, it's it was it was announced sad. along with that like big wave of like, here's all the amazing exclusives we're gonna have, and then just kidding you're not gonna get any of them actually is the <laughs> is the wah. <punch laughs> <line. laughs> yeah. Sad four. Like
0: That's right. Yeah. That's right.
2: It's Jeez. So
0: uh, yeah, so Xbox. See, we took really...
2: that, we took that story off, so we wouldn't just be like, "And Microsoft sucks." Like, but here we <laughs> are. And here we are. Yeah, it here happened here we anyway. <laughs> Microsoft finds a... a way.
0: They're they're in a the top. They're in the a <laughs> tough spot. They're in a tough spot, and and they're the next couple of um, months. Are, I think are going to be kind of key, and uh, but but with the Switch doing so well, it's going to be a tough sell. Um, however, yeah. do how have... does does it like? Do you have to go like take medicine after you say that
2: that the switch <laughs> is doing well? Like, do you have to go take antidepressants I after, do, I every do have after to, you like, say that?
0: Like, hold back the vomit just a yeah, little bit. That's <laughs>
1: Hey, they they had a long way to climb back up after the Wii U. I mean, there's only there was only nowhere to go but up. after no, the Wii
0: No, no, don't say there's just...
2: only nowhere to go but up. Nintendo could have found a way to crack through that <laughs> bedrock and go lower. It.
0: it was Nintendo. Yeah, they could have found a way to crack uh, guess. through that
2: bedrock and just straight to the core of the
0: earth. Like, <laughs> I'm still kind of waiting for people to realize it's not a good system. But I'm just gonna hold my tongue mm. at this point. Um, keep... The gimmicks are holding up for now. I was gonna for say yeah, you, you can keep waiting. For I don't, now. I don't. You're gonna be waiting a while though. I think. I mean, listen. The the you know, like the Wii initially was super successful, but there's only a handful of games I think that people ever cared about from that system. So
2: yeah, it didn't but, matter. It was the cheapest way you could watch a Netflix at home. That's so like for the longest time, buying a Wii no, for seventy five dollars was way cheaper I than
0: you could kind of uh, gather
2: dust for a
1: very long time.
2: Yeah, yeah but you kind of say model. the
1: same thing about the GameCube a little bit. I mean, where it's like it was. It was successful at the time, but like when looking back on it, the library—you know—you don't really, like, you only know a handful of games from the GameCube that were really successful. Those were all first party, mostly.
0: Don't worry, yeah, I'm sure. Kind of I'm sure Nintendo. that uh, Nintendo will remind us all after they release the mini N64 or the N64 Classic. And then <laughs> did then...
2: anyone? Uh, did anyone get a SNES Classic? Anyone get a pre-order for it? Um, Bummer. Nah. Sad. Sad life.
0: Nah. Yeah. I honestly cuz emulators exist, why would I want one? I missed right. I missed the pre uh, the pre-orders as most people did cuz they went up at like, you know, whatever it was, 1:30 a.m. And then I honestly completely forgot that it was coming out the, um, the 29th. And so by now I'm sure everything is sold out. I, I tried calling 1 Toys R Us and they first they hung up on me and then they when that when, <laughs> then when I called back, I was just on hold. And after like twelve minutes on hold, I was like, "I have better things to do with my life," and I hung up. And mm. I'll just hope that Nintendo somehow manages this one time to get their shit together and you know make it available or something. Yeah,
1: you yeah, can. You can. It, you it, can, it, it, it does, does seem rim. like. Yeah. It it does seem like they they had an issue of overproducing units with the Wii U coming back to the Wii U that they they're like kind of overcorrecting and not making anywhere near enough because they don't want to overproduce again. That's my guess. Well, it's like, it's it's they don't, they don't want to be sitting with warehouses full of stuff they can't sell. I guess
2: it's um, it's more false scarcity from Nintendo. Like they oh, know, absolutely. like after the might, after the NES yeah. Classic, they know damn well how many people would buy an SNES Classic, and they are purposely underproducing it. Which is no weird problem. because Nintendo hates scalping so much, and they hate that whole like they hate I that find whole it hard
0: to believe because everything they do encourages scalping. Well, you, I thought yeah, it believe, to too, paradise. but I,
2: th- that doesn't change the fact that their PR team has been very clear about the fact that they hate third-party markets for their stuff, and they don't think mm-hmm. it's a good way to operate. Like, you know, it's the same way when Wizards of the Coast says that about Magic cards. though, like, "Oh, we don't support the third, like the third-party market." Well, it's like, well, you do though. So, <laughs> and you can't pretend that you don't. Like, I, <laughs> right. I, that, I might try my
0: luck at the uh, Nintendo store in New York City. We'll, we'll see. I'm gonna. I have to. Look I mean, it.
2: bring a gun. That's. Well, that would be my suggestion. If you were to it. Order riot shield, I to your like guys. a pizza, and
0: then I'll just hand out, you know, a slice. If someone lets me skip their spot. Oh, there you go. That's that's in that way. Work. We don't need guns. This isn't Texas. This isn't like I don't know. I was just saying, no, if you Texas, bring a gun, Texas you, can can def-
2: buckets. you can definitely get a. FDF
0: I can definitely Classic. get the police called on me. That's what I can. Well, know. that's. I mean, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, focusing back on 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 GameStop. There is a positive GameStop story that has to do with EB Games. Now, EB Games obviously used to be a competitor, was bought out by GameStop. They're the same company now. Um, and the EB Games in Australia, of all places, is doing a test program where uh, you can borrow any used game from their store, from the physical store, for about $16 a month uh, in the U.S. Uh, it's, it's a little different for Australian. I think in Australian it's 20 Three. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Oh, no. 23 is for two games. 16 is for one. Those are in US prices. So this is actually really cool. I mean, obviously here we have uh, Gamefly. I'm sure Gamefly exists in Australia, but you got to wait for, um, you know, the mail to come. This, most most people, I imagine, have a GameStop within like a mile of them or something like that. In the US alone, it's got like 4,000 stores. Um, mm. i I can walk to one if I wanted to, so this is a really cool you know really cool program um if this was unveiled in the u s would you guys uh, participate would you guys you know try it out
1: it 's possible it depends on what 's available in their because like just thinking about
0: they said anything in the store uh,
1: anything in the store it 's not bad anything
0: that is pre owned in the store that 's it 's cool um but... i I can't see myself
2: participating in it because my console gaming is so limited. Like, mm. these days, like... That's fair. I I have a PS4 Pro because I'm stupid and I bought one. <laughs> and, like, I bought it just so I could see what, like, the couple games that work in 4K look like in 4K. That's basically mm. why I bought it. Um, and they look real cool. But, <laughs> like, I have one. I barely play it as is, like... And I mostly play games on PC, and obviously, that's not really gonna work with that. So, it's right. it's right. a real cool I, idea, though. Like, I think it's really neat, and I think it should be encouraged.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely play my PS4 very regularly. I, I think I'm split between PC and PS4 pretty pretty evenly. Um, the thing is, I actually just started trying. I just started doing a GameFly subscription a couple like a month or two ago for the first time. So, like. Com- comparing the two, like going to the store versus waiting for a game to arrive, there is that convenience factor. Like you mentioned, Mike, I could I could literally walk to my GameStop too if I wanted to. It's a bit of a schlep, but you know it's fine. And
0: um, right, the way home, the thing is, they have they have good. Hours. Yeah, exactly. They keep good. Yeah, hours. be on
1: the way home from work. Yeah, it'd yeah. be fine. Uh, thing is, I think I think GameFly has that um, has that kind of appeal where it literally. As soon as the game is out, you can get it. You don't have to wait for someone mm. to buy it, then send it back and have a pre-owned version for you. So there's a bit of a trade-off, but like honestly, I could I could see myself doing this kind of thing. Like that's that's not that's not bad because I do think rental options are really limited these days outside of GameFly because you know Blockbuster went the way of the dinosaur. Yeah, no, there's no none sense. of those around anymore. Speaking, speaking I have of a that, chain. Before,
2: before <laughs> we finish that, did anyone see that thing on Twitter where it was like? Uh, share a picture of what your blockbuster turned into, and it was like <laughs> it was like multiple thousands of tweets of people just like taking pictures of what their local block. It was really funny. A bunch of them were like vape. That's shops. awesome. A bunch of them were like vape shops and adult stores. Is really <laughs> it was fantastic.
1: That's kind of sad, but but kind of funny at the same time. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I could see myself doing that kind of thing because, like, really, the only other rental option near me here in Northeast Ohio in the Cleveland area, there's Family Video. But they're hard know, to find. Nice, and they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're like Blockbuster, but they're you know, actually doing fine. Mm. They're relevant. They're doing okay. But they're not super common, so it would actually be more convenient for to, to write I from mean, GameStop. We have,
0: but... we have red boxes here. I'm sure mm-hmm. there's red boxes by you guys as Oh, well. yeah. All over. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And so those have games. But, yeah, the, the library is obviously very limited, whereas... Um, in GameStop, you've got a lot of stuff. And oftentimes, I'm sure you could find some obscure things in there as well. The one downside, of course, is that GameStop frequently, not frequently, but I imagine, like, every three, four years cycles through its inventory, especially as a new console is released. Like, you probably... you Obviously, they don't have, like, PS2 games anymore. You can't go in and find those. So PS3 is your best bet and and upward. And I imagine Mm -hmm. they don't have any... uh, they might have Vita, but I doubt they'd have... The I, I wouldn't
1: count on it. Vita games Maybe are so not hard even to find. Like, yeah. So, yeah.
0: so in, in that regard, if you're using a, yeah. a somewhat uh, older system, uh, Gamefly might still be superior. Uh, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, I've been meaning to check up on this, and they finally announced the PS Plus games for September, and mm-hmm. it does include Infamous Second Son, so I'm very excited. I've been I'm there. pretty happy about that. I'm, I've been yeah, watching that- play it, actually. And That's also, really cool. Uh, the um, the Rigs game, which is a VR game. So if you have if you have a the PlayStation VR, you got a free game. Congratulations!
1: Nice. Yeah. I think Strike Vector is one of them too. I Strike pretty, Vector. Yeah. I, like, I have no. Excited idea to check that, well. that out. It's like some kind of space fighting game, I guess. But uh, yeah, Second Son was great. I played it. It was one of the first games I bought for my PS4. It was like a launch title. Whereas but, uh, I traded.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I traded in a
1: while ago. No, that's right.
0: I, I was gonna say you can tell that like PlayStation Three is the uh, redhead stepchild now because the games coming out in September for PS Plus are Truck Racer and Handball Twenty Sixteen. That's that's a thing. Jesus, that's, that's an actual thing.
1: <laughs> what a thrilling! What a thrilling lineup. <laughs> yeah, but it, I
0: mean, I, uh... at this point, if you're still on the PS Three. Yeah,
1: fun. I try. I try to use my PS3 when I can, but it's just like it's so irrelevant these days. It's kind of hard to find an excuse to play it. Yeah, it's and not- I hold on to mine. I've I'm holding had- on to mine for a while. I've
0: got but- some. You know, they they had some good PS Plus games come out for it. Uh, they had like a yeah. Yakuza yeah. game come out for it uh, a couple of months ago. Which is pretty cool. But yeah, it's it's, it's a little the mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. All right, so I think that is it. Let's talk about uh, Bethesda real quick again before we jump oh, into the boy. ER VR thing. This one had me scratching my head a little bit. This is really weird. Uh, Bethesda uh, rolled out paid mods today. Um, I'm sorry, uh, not not today. The 28th, they rolled out the 28th. Uh, it's something called the Creation Club, uh, where basically you can submit a mod. The mod is then reviewed by Bethesda, make sure it's super awesome and works and doesn't like break the game or whatever. And then it comes out on that store, and people can buy it.
2: I believe there's an episode of this very show, when they first announced the Creation Club, where I said, mark my words, they're going to try and sell you mods that are free on PC.
1: <laughs> and here and I, was,
2: and I was fucking right. I knew this shit was going to happen. <laughs> and it is so... Vindication. It is so... It's not even vindication anymore. It, it was so <laughs> transparent. With it. like. It is so... Unbelievably disgusting that they're actually doing this though. Like, <laughs> do you
0: have to take a shower, Jay.
2: Uh, I do. I have to actually I have to physically I have to actually leave this plane of existence to find a shower that will fully clean me.
1: A quantum a quantum soul a, a shower. A quantum soul shower, shower that
2: will actually like riot. remove this timeline from my body. Um it is, it well, is the, fun- the yeah. crazy
0: thing is they they they, they don't Call it paid mods, which kind of blows my mind. Of course I don't. No, why would they? That? That's. <laughs> but it's what it is. Like.
1: They, they are trying to rebrand it because they are trying to spin the, they're really spinning that fact like, oh, but you're making it. You, the players are, right. are creating this content. That's why, that's like the word creation. I'm, I'm, am a journalist, so I think about words and what they mean a lot. Right. So it's like the creation, the word club. It's inclusive. It's, it's personal. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, this it's is all a, about branding. This is it's a all very marketing.
2: marketed experience. This yeah, is an extremely, extremely marketed experience.
1: Extremely. So like I'm like I'm sitting here looking at the Creation Club situation. I'm just like, it's 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 bullshit. I know I'm getting it, but like also I'm not surprised at all because like, no, it's Bethesda. They want to make money, and this this to be honest, you it's actually pretty in. smart way to make money. It's actually pretty smart when you bring people into it and make them feel like they're contributing to this you know the society to the game community. And plus, um, it's great when and- you only
2: make one game every five years. So it really, <laughs> exactly, helps. It really helps with the old cash flow. It's not. It's, really- it's all. It's all aces for them. It's, it's all, all aces. aces. Oh,
0: are, they, are they? really that slow? Okay, I'm. I'm
2: sorry. You only make one game that people give a shit about every five years. How about okay, that. Okay. There we go. You only make one Fallout of yeah, Skyrim every my, five years. My, my
0: yeah, Jay. Is-
1: Jay, don't forget about Elder Scrolls Online.
0: No, I did. I already, <laughs> I'd already <laughs> forgotten. Trust me. What? What's that? No. Um. Elder Scrolls know. Who? <laughs> I was gonna say this: What determines the price of the mod? Because that's not really clear to me from the story. Is not yeah, no one. Don't know. No one
2: knows. That's the thing. Is it's all yeah. very. It's all. It's all very confusing, and it's stupid, and they should stop. Like that's what I would say. Like,
0: yeah, it's cause uh, it's, it's it's and really- like half
2: of this shit that I'm reading that they have like. Uh, predict like here's so Bethesda's official stance the can of these aren't paid mods even though they're obviously paid mods initial batch of content mostly kitschy reskins and spends on existing things the two most novel items power horse armor and Morgan used suit from prey I guarantee you those were like day one on Nexus mods on PC like <laughs> both of those yeah. things existed day one on Nexus mods and it's Oh my God! It's so stupid. All right, I'm sorry. Well, the
1: prey one wouldn't have because that's a new game. But that well, I, right. I get your point. But like it's <laughs> kinda, it's it is poaching <laughs> stuff favorite, yeah. on the PC and and charging for it. Yeah. I, I, I'm get, I'm getting that, and that's I'm with you on it. I will make one point in Defensive Creation Club, and you know, hear me out on this. They're giving they're giving the community the tools to create. And that's good in and of itself. And they're right. making that, they're leaving room for people to make mods that they don't plan to, you know, monetize. So there's, there's room for free mods to yeah. be made through this system. That's obviously not what they intend. That's not what they want. Probably not how it's going to turn out, but they're at least re, leaving room for that. So it's like right. kind of giving you the option to send your mod through the chain, the production process and maybe getting money from it. But they're leaving room for that free mod community. So. I can give them credit for that, yeah. I guess.
2: And not, think, yeah, they're not just restricted. tentatively, that, which is good. Well, so, my, right
0: my, until they do, then then it's a whole. thing. Until way. they do, well, that's. I mean, well, that's. Yeah. So the first thing is, is again, I, I I want to understand where the how the monetary thing is being decided, and how much it's being split mm-hmm. between the modders and the is Like fifty-fifty, is it like seventy-thirty? I would.
2: I would guess it's closer to 70-30. That's what I would.
0: Guess seventy thirty modern seventy modders thirty Bethesda or no, seventy, 70 thirty, 30. modder seventy Bethesda thirty modder they're oh, not gonna okay. take they're
1: yeah, not yeah come on let's let's think here right.
0: <laughs> if, if it's
2: fifty fifty I would be shocked and if I would I would be shocked yeah. if it was fifty fifty and I would I don't know I'll, I would eat a hat on camera if they give <laughs> more money to the modders than to the company like I can't imagine a world in which that happens like
1: if I had to hazard a guess I'd probably say 40 mod or 60 Bethesda would yeah. make sense to 40 me. 60 70 30 something but, like that. Like and Yeah, something like that, yeah.
0: The the other question to me is and as the article points out most of the mods are, you know, just reskins of stuff. Could you mod in actual like gameplay? Uh because again it's not really clear from the story like could you do an entire quest line?
2: I don't and- think so. I I'm guessing cuz this all seems very like this doesn't seem as robust as pc modding obviously because right right and
0: so like if it's just a reskin that's pretty ho-hum boring like unless it seems like it's probably mostly
2: gonna be yeah and that's what it's mostly gonna be i feel like and honestly like that's mostly what mods are on pc is reskin like you get the mods every once in a while that are like big additional gameplay content and stuff like that does happen but that's f- if you go onto Nexus Mods and search Skyrim mods, the first eighty pages are just how to make characters appear naked or HD reskins. Mm-hmm. Like it's those mm-hmm. two things. Like, and right. that's not even that's not even sarcastic. Like it's just a bunch of HD yeah. re- retextures and nudity mods. Like,
1: yeah, and that's yeah. just the I remember reality when I, of it. Yeah, and no, I remember when I first got Skyrim on PC, uh, way after I got it on PS3, and I was looking at mods, and it's like, yeah, it's 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 all weapons, it's all. Uh, HD or like you know graphic overhauls. Right. That's like the majority of it. Skins, and then like if you dig deep enough, or if people care enough, they'll make what is it called a uh, Endoril or what's that huge? Yeah, like these these giant add-ons that are yeah. basically new games. Those are really rare, and I, I don't think that's what Creation Club is meant like no. with in mind. I don't you know, think so either. Mind. But yeah,
2: like I think it'll be it'll be cool to see what the console community comes up with. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how curated it becomes, like because it does right. have to be like okay. I'm like PC mods, mm-hmm. where like you're never going to see the Macho Man Randy Savage Dragons mod for Skyrim on PS4. Like, damn it! Unfortunately, we're never going to see the greatest. <laughs> that one. But, well, that's a real mod on PC. You I, I know. Oh yeah, it's literally the greatest. Oh, yeah. It's the greatest mod anyone's ever created. So. It's almost as
1: good as the Thomas the Tank Engine Dragons. Oh, that's that
2: one's that one's very strong too. Yeah, yeah. Know. like.
0: Can <laughs> we uh, <laughs> can we talk about Half Life? Can yes. We- <laughs> Let us talk about Half Life. <laughs>
2: well, yes. Let's I'm not talk ready about to
1: life. cry again, Rich. I cried already over this. I don't want to cry again. No, well, it's you time. To me.
2: It's time. That's because Valve. Valve wants you to. Cry. Valve wants you to feel bad.
1: <laughs> Valve wants your tears. Valve. Yeah. So, it, this Lord is a,
0: Gaiman this is, demands them. This is a two part story. Uh, well, really, uh, three, I mean, three, three part. part, depending on how you look at it. Where we're going to talk about Half Life Three. So let's let's break things down here. Uh, the first part of the story begins with. Uh, a writer that left uh, Valve. His name is Mark Laidlaw. I'm pronouncing that right? Yeah, um, I think so. And so he left Valve uh, I want to say like a year or two ago. Am I right? I feel, I feel like... That sounds he, about right, yeah. He, he left a little while ago. He's, he's You know, it's not recent. And he was uh, during his time at Valve the lead writer for the Half-Life series. Um, and so, mm-hmm. you know, he's been gone from the company a little while, and he released on Pastebin, I believe, um, a fictional letter uh, with gender swapping in it, where he basically outlines the plot for Half-Life 2, yeah, episode so what, 3. Gertrude uh,
2: Friedman and <laughs> Alex, like, because Alex is a name that can be for either. And it's basically right. the, yeah, it's the outline for Half-Life 3. What would it, What he would have... Written right, Half he Life 3 would
0: as. have done it. right, and so he called it Epistle Three, basically, um,
2: which it sounds Pistol pretty for- fucking cool. Like it's a game I would play. Right. Valve, I would give you money for this. <laughs> Valve, oh yeah, I would fork Absolutely. over money for this. Valve,
1: do you like money or not, Valve? Because I'm offering. I'm offering.
2: I you mean, they like money, but they don't to. need to make Half Life to make money. So
0: yeah, they like money, but they don't care about J. Rich's money. No. Or, or my money or your money, for that matter.
1: I guess. Um, Man, I'm, I'm realizing
0: that. I mean, it we hurts. all have a Steam
2: account. <laughs> they care about our money. They they just know they don't need to release Half-Life to keep it. Right.
0: right. So this this uh, obviously release set the internet on fire, and at least the gaming community uh, portion, our little corner of the internet, was set ablaze uh, with this news. Uh, you can, of course, find the Pastebin uh, link. We'll, we'll provide it if, if, if people need it for whatever reason to, to read it for yourself. Uh, but two interesting things happened uh, once this was released. Uh, the first thing is basically a contest was created uh, by, I want to say, who is it? Uh, let me see. Oh, so the uh, developer Laura Mache, who was behind Frog Fractions 2. And if you don't know what that is, go find out. It's, it's kind of awesome. Although the first one's kind of better, but whatever. Um, and they basically, uh, she created the Pistol 3 Game Jam. All right so she said fuck valve we've waited 11 years let's just do this ourselves we got this we have the outline we have the story so let's just create the gameplay which
1: can um, you have the source engine th-
2: yeah theoretically so. you can and like just but you can just make it if you want to like and i don't even know like of any company i don't like i feel like even if you just called it half-life 3 i don't think valve would even like valve's not going to issue you a takedown notice if there's any company that wouldn't like it would be Valve that would be like, all right, unless they are actually working on the game, which they a hundred percent are not. So I don't think they are.
0: I don't think anyone yeah. thinks they're working on the game at now. So and if they
1: aren't, yeah, they wouldn't really have much reason to. Well, I mean, like, there's to, like, other companies that it. definitely would.
0: Like,
2: yeah, no, that, I can
1: see, I can see, I can see Valve being cool with it, but I can also see them being not cool with it. So yeah, it's it's, it's, it's a toss up for me.
2: So I'm like yeah. the, uh, uh, if there's any company that wouldn't, I think it would be Valve, but I don't know if sure. I don't know how it would turn
0: out. Yeah. Yeah, sure. so there's there's two months to the Game Jam, right? Submissions are due by October 31st. 139 individuals have joined the Game Jam thus far with uh, already four entries. Now, some of them, of course, tongue-in-cheek. Um, but uh,
1: Well, yeah, it's the internet. <laughs>
0: yeah, but I don't know. I, I'm kind of intrigued. I want to see what comes out of this. I'm really hoping that, you know... With, Maybe we get something good. Something.
1: Maybe there is there is hope after all. I mean, so, it's, it's so.
0: not what people want. But no,
1: it, it's not going to be. It's not going to be what it should have been. I, no, it's not, it's not like going it,
0: to be
2: Half-Life 3. Well, I mean, it's not going to be Half-Life 3 because it's not going to have like that level of time put into it. That's I really what see, it comes down to.
0: I could see like if there was one breakout title of this, I could kind of see their, them getting their own Kickstarter and doing it. I kind of see that happening. If something good is made. No
2: if way, no. something good is made, I think it's going to be some dude who's been sitting on a Half-Life 3 fan project for four years just making it himself. And then he's just like, oh, shit. This is my moment, guys. This <laughs> and, is and it. You know, and game. you know
1: there's plenty of those out there. You know right. there's a bunch of those scripts sitting half finished or three quarters finished. You know someone's coded like half of it already. Yeah. It, it just it just takes like – I think it takes something like this to bring people together, to give them a common purpose, use the source engine. It's right there. You can do it if you want. So, yeah, I'm like – I'm I'm feeling a Jim Carrey from Dumb and Dumber. Like, so you're saying there's a chance. Right. Right. Like It's what I'm feeling like right now. Just like let's uh, – I'm you know, fingers crossed. I'm not going to try and get my hopes up again because no. Gaben just crushed them. But uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see does. what they come up with. Yeah. yeah.
0: I, so basically our hope lies with you, the internet – who never disappoints us. Um, never. Never. Not so, even one not, time. Not once. Not even once. Um, never happened. Never happened. To, to make something good. And, uh, you know, we all we can do is hope for the best. But there is one final part of this story. Um, and it is a segment that we like to call Enter the Salt Mine.
2: It's really into the salt mines part two, because we already did the Bethesda story, and I feel like we like we breached the salt mines with the Bethesda story. We,
1: we we kinda live in the salt mines, I feel like. We're pretty salty all the time.
2: Well that's because of the stories Mike chooses. Mike's just like, what stories are you gonna piss these guys off the most if I put them up here? You know what story
1: that's we did. We're this on week? to you.
2: There's a Kotaku article, Mike, that I know you didn't choose because the title is Hey guys, No Man's Sky is Good Now and you didn't fucking <laughs> choose that one, did yeah. you?
1: Yeah, where's that article, Mike? I'm caught
2: red handed. I'm caught red
0: handed.
1: <laughs> We're on to you. That article
2: was never going to get chosen. The no. Never. Never. Ever. I could talk about that all day long. Bring it on. <laughs> I could talk about that I all day long. <laughs> I don't believe that person. I don't believe that person. is a liar, is why a that liar is a filthy That filthy person's liar. right here. <laughs> <laughs> that is you,
0: you son of a bitch. We found out who wrote it. So uh, back to Enter the Salt Mines. Uh, Steam reviewers bombed Dota 2 over the lack of Half-Life 3. So basically, a bunch of people all of a sudden remembered that uh, Half-Life well, thanks 3 hasn't
2: th- Thanks to Mr. Laidlaw, basically, releasing scripts, yes. script. Like, <laughs> people were like, wait yeah. a minute.
0: And they decided to take hmm. sweet, sweet revenge uh, by basically giving Dota 2 a uh, poor rating on uh, on Steam. Uh, unfortunately, there wasn't even enough people to like really break down the score. Which I thought was really funny, even though, even though I'm, I'm not sure how many people posted hundreds. It looks like, but
2: oh, yeah. uh, the hold the, on, I'm gonna open Steam right now. Hang on, just
0: I want to say yeah, hundreds, find out. if not thousands, of people gave Dota 2 a one star review out of anger. Um,
1: I'd say between a thousand and five thousand, probably. That's just a guess, yeah. just knowing how many people actually care about that.
0: The score kind of, of Dota 2, 2 is virtually unaffected. No, never mind. I'm, yeah, logged no, I'm logged
1: into Steam on my other computer. It's not gonna let me
2: log in on this one because yeah, it's a shitty really fucking touched. shitty fucking program. But uh I Yeah, no, like Dota, yeah, Dota 2 is the score's not gonna be affected. Like there's been way too many people to review that game. And also, yeah. like I haven't seen their like acquisition numbers, but I can't imagine a game that's that old and that successful has very high acquisition rates, like of new players, like They've pretty much got the players they focus more on like getting right. lapsed players back than getting new players, I think. Same with League of Legends. Like yeah. Riot's they're been kinda
1: they kinda Riot's, have who they're gonna have.
2: Well, right, Riot's been really clear about that with them too. Like they're not courting new players, they're trying to have high retention and they're trying to like get back lapsed players. Like they don't you that's why you never see ads for League of Legends or Dota Two. Like
1: I actually do see ads for League of Legends. Where I don't know if you, they're actually they're really new, yeah. On YouTube, they're starting to show up. I don't know if you haven't noticed them. So I, I was. Gonna it's say, crazy. I,
0: no, I, I honestly haven't. I pulled up Dota two, and so recently yeah. there's been about nineteen thousand reviews that are quote unquote mixed. So of the of the most recent nineteen thousand reviews, a lot of them are negative. Unfortunately, the game has almost uh, three quarters of a million, uh, actually yeah. a little more than three quarters of a million reviews, and those are very positive. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And more importantly, I don't think Dota Dota I don't think Valve gives a shit. Dota is making them money hand over fist. Yeah, like uh, people are playing yeah, it. They're yeah.
1: they're crying into their Benjamins over that. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah.
0: Exactly. They don't care
1: guys. Who cares? Just get
0: yeah. over it. It's Contribute to It's a game. classic
1: knee jerk like, you know, pissy just we need to take out our anger somehow. And,
2: I mean, it's funny. Like, like it's funny that it's that's the game that. they chose like, just like because why? Like
1: yeah, can the hell! Feel, what the hell does Dota two have to do with episode well, it's three? The, it's the <laughs>
2: only game that Valve owns, I guess. Now that's actually like <laughs> actively in development. Like Valve doesn't have any games in early access. Like this could have actually,
0: this. yeah, this oh, could have actually the trading card game,
2: right? <laughs> <laughs> like they, it, it, yeah, this could have been try interesting to artificially... if they had, like this could have been actually interesting if Valve was like. If Valve had just released like Left for Dead Three now in early access, and then just immediately nineteen thousand bad reviews, like that would crush a game like that. Like, that
1: would have been right. cool. That would have been cool to watch. That would have been yeah, funny. Like, but
2: they're doing it to Dota Two. That's like there's no way you're ever gonna like meaningfully impact this game's revenue stream. Yeah. like
1: it's kind of sad to decide to just try to artificially deflate. The ranking of this mountain of a game, because yeah,
2: because it's just it's a Sisyphean task. You're not gonna. It's talk. because it
1: because it's there. Like that's yeah. literally that's like the only reason. It's there. We're bored. Pretty We're, pretty bored. We're bored. That's all it is.
0: Uh, so, uh, in just in the interest of time, uh, we have to keep it moving. Yeah, let's get to the uh, not what that the fuck kind of, stories. You know, trash steam for another no not steam valve for another you know thirty minutes but. Uh, we have a lot of AR VR stories to talk about. So we're going to try and keep this, you know, concise and, and simplified as much as possible. So first up, uh, Asus is releasing a mixed reality headset. Um, and, you know, the story talks about it being priced on the steep side. Um, and by that, they mean it's uh, I think it's 590. Yeah, 535. Hmm. Um Based on the UK price, we don't know the official US price. I don't know if it'd be like 4.99 or something like that. Yeah, I was gonna um, say yeah, I'm
2: but 4.99, 5, 5.49 that, something.
0: Yeah, yeah. Considering that your like only other real option for like a good AR headset is Hololens, and that's like 3,000. <laughs> this is such a bad price. You
1: know? Yeah, considering like just looking at the. At the design here, considering what's inside it, like what what it includes, and kind of the technology that goes into it, that seems pretty reasonable for being, you know, ostensibly at least on the cutting edge of this mixed reality thing, which I'm actually not too familiar with how that how that all works. I'm guessing it kind of involves the actual outside world and the projected world kind of merging, right? You know? Yeah. So you're, yeah. So I mean, f-
0: it's it's something that is has cameras. Uh, on the headset, right. so you're seeing your surroundings and you're seeing graphics imposed on top of. But like in the in the seamless first sort of way, not like in a mm-hmm. Photoshop sort of way.
1: Yeah, so I'm not too like shocked. Like really by advanced Snapchat filters, out. really <laughs> advanced. <laughs> right, it's a, it's, it a really,
2: it's a really expensive Snapchat machine, is what you're paying for.
1: Correct. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, when you put it that way, always <laughs> <well, when laughs> kind of pay- a bullshit price one. For- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, thought you were
2: going to say when you put it that way, sign me up. That was, oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: what a psycho. St- what a steal! Gotcha.
0: <laughs> $535 for Snapchat. So, I mean, cool, a lot is. of people, and when I say a lot of people, I mean, a lot of developers, um, are starting to sort of see AR. And, and I want to say developers. I mean, like both commercial, like people that design like engineering programs and also people who make video games, um, are sort of starting to embrace AR almost a little bit over VR, and personally, it makes me a little worried because I feel like VR hasn't been given its, you know, it hasn't really come to fruition yet. But this yeah. is a cool piece of tech, um, and even though it's definitely outside of you know the average person's uh, pocketbook uh, or wallet, whatever you want to say, uh, it's still a really, really huge step down over what people were paying before. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's coming with the uh, controllers that were designed by Microsoft because Microsoft designed its own uh, VR controllers that work in AR as well. So this is kind of cool, honestly
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, and if
1: it's successful in any way, I think we'll just see it get cheaper as the right. as technology oh, yeah. you know gets more prevalent.
0: So well, on well the, like, you know
1: it only gets better from there, I guess.
0: Uh, on the flip side of things, Acer, right not ACERS, Acer. Acer uh, is also releasing a, uh, a VR headset. Uh, again, they're using Microsoft's controllers, and it's going to be compatible with Steam VR or uh, Oculus VR right. games. Um, so, I think this is really cool. It's a lot cheaper than the than the uh, Oculus VR. Um, if you get just the headset with the controllers, it's, it's very close. It's four hundred, and I think the Oculus is about four hundred right now. Then they then they reduce the price. I believe so. Yeah, I believe they did. But uh, it's good to see competition. Competition always drives the price down. So I'm still excited about mm-hmm. this. Um, just check the price of the Oculus. I'm kind of curious
1: where yeah, for sure. At. I've been waiting for like kind of an entry level platform to. 400. You know. Okay.
0: gosh, gotcha. 400. But
1: yeah, this this Microsoft uh, VR platform. I mean, it seems like an actual excuse to really get into, you know, AR and VR because like I've been lukewarm on it for a long time and kind of waiting for the price to drop. Yeah, to you know get in on the ground floor, and it's starting to look like that's becoming a possibility to me at least.
0: Right now, the question nice. for me is: Do I wait for the uh, second wave of the second hardware iteration, or do I buy in on the first yeah. iteration now that it's cheaper? That's where I'm. That's where I'm at on the fence right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I get you. I get you. Um, the other interesting thing um, is that Google recently released uh, their own version of AR called AR Core. And basically, uh, this uses a very powerful AR device that everyone has access to, their smartphone. Um, and this is really cool. So think about, uh, I think the easiest example is Pokemon Go. right? When you play Pokemon Go, you can even you can, uh, have the Pokemon appear in the real world. So it uses your camera and then... Inserts the Pokemon wherever you happen to be looking. Same idea, except uh, they released an SDK. So now developers can make all sorts of whatever program they want um, work through your phone. And this is, I think, going to bring AR way, way more into the public consciousness. Um, I don't even think that you know people playing Pokemon Go thought of it as AR at all. Um, right. So I really, yeah. I really want to see what, you know, now that sort of the doors have been opened and software has gotten to the point where, it, you know, because you used to need specialized hardware to to do AR stuff on the phone. Now software could, takes care of all of it. So Pandora's box is opened, and I'm really curious to see what comes next.
1: Yeah, and I, I really think it is a cutting-edge thing that we're seeing right now because I think that when Pokemon exploded the way it did and became the cultural phenomenon that it was, augmented reality as a term wasn't really a common, you know, right. in yeah, common I don't think usage yet. Of it that right. Way. Yeah, and I think this might get that ball rolling where augmented reality becomes, you know, uh as an an accepted avenue for technology and and when you put it in people's pockets like that, you know, that's that's what's going to happen. People are just going to catch on to it, I think. So it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty interesting to me.
0: Are you uh are you excited about this one, Jay, or you're just kind of taking a wait and see approach?
1: Uh you know, wait and see, everyone.
0: Everyone
2: who listens knows my uh knows my feelings on VR and AR in general. Like <laughs> I think mean, I think mean, like in theory I'm the market for it. Like, I'm the guy who spends way too much money on PC hardware and always likes to be on the cutting edge of stuff, but like it's just been so such a mixed bag for me so far in my experience with it. Like, there's been some really cool stuff with VR and some stuff that's just like, oh, this is just garbage that you're paying a lot of money for. So Right. Um, I think that AR probably has a better chance to succeed in the, uh, in the like, the mass public, like, the mass market than sure. VR does, um, just because I think people can, like, people can grasp what AR is easier, I think, like, especially with the, like, Pokemon Go and all of those games, like... People are more likely to understand what AR is, whereas like VR, it's really hard to explain VR to someone who's never used a headset without giving them like face-on time with it. Like you can tell them like, oh, it's a cool, like it's a fully immersive experience, and you really like, but that doesn't really tell them what it feels like to play a VR game. With an AR yeah, thing, like- you can just be like, go on your phone and type an AR to your app store and like just see what comes up and try
1: it out, and see right. if you'd be interested in like a more immersive version of that. So. I've been, I've been a very on-the-fence, wait-and-see sort of person on VR and AR in general for a while now, but right. just like what we're talking about right now, I'm starting to see it like become mainstream the way that I wanted it to right. before I got involved in it, before I got invested in it. It's it's starting to look that way. For a long time, it wasn't looking that way at all for me, so I was kind of that way too.
0: One of the interesting things to me, and this is sort of almost a tangent, um, on Facebook, I'm starting to see an advertisement for an AR mobile game. I don't know if you guys have seen this, where it's a... It, 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 it builds itself as a like a spell-casting AR game, where you use your phone to cast spells on your friends right. in real time. So, that's mm-hmm. kind of cool, the fact that that advertisement is there. I don't know how targeted they made it, so maybe it shows up for me more so than other people, but um, the fact that that's a thing, and it's showing up on Facebook, is already an indication that we're heading towards that place where it's going to become more and more prominent in our everyday lives. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it kind of makes me think of almost Black Mirror.
1: Right. (laughs) I still need to watch that, actually. You haven't seen Black Mirror? Oh, Black Mirror's great. It's on on my list. There's so much TV, dude. There's so much. It's on my
0: list. There is, but you seriously need to, like, carve out some time.
1: When When I finish Sense8, when I finish Sensei, that might be my next
0: show. You will like this way more than Sensei. Like. Yeah.
1: Just all right. I mean, Sensei's pretty awesome, so we'll see.
0: <laughs> you'll you'll come back and You'll be like Mike. I'll come right. back. You're right. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, so I'm I'm really excited about this, and uh, I'm very curious about our listening audience. How do you guys feel about AR? Do you care? Uh, do you care about AR versus VR, or is it all like background noise and you just care about the you know the latest console PC game, whatever it is? Uh, hit us up. Pack podcast. P-A-K podcast. And as always, uh, there might be something in it for you. Yeah. Do. Yep. Uh, so. True, true. <laughs> said that. Let's talk about our what the fuck stories of the week. And uh, we got a few. Uh, the first one is more of a PSA. We've talked about this actually in the past episode. But I, I, I figured it. it, it Warren's uh, being brought up again really quick. <clears throat> September 1st. Right around the corner there will be a worldwide worldwide debut of a show on Netflix called Final Fantasy 14 Dad of Light uh, and it is a Japanese show about a father trying to connect with his son through Final Fantasy 14 <laughs> that is the the show
1: It actually sounds kind of cool, honestly. Like, it's not so off the wall that you just write it off entirely, but it's also not so boring that you just write it off entirely. It's kind of, it's hitting that sweet spot for me where I'm like, I kind of just, I'm kind of sickeningly, like, you know, morbidly curious about it Right,
0: right. I kind of want to see where it goes. Yeah. So the funny thing (laughs) to me is that, like, I haven't really, I played a a really tiny bit of Final Fantasy XIV in, like, a couple hours and it didn't really grab me, and then something else did, so I kind of stepped away from it. But right. I feel like I might watch the show and be like, oh, it looks kind of fun. Maybe I'll give it another shot. So I, I kind of view it as a, just a giant advertisement for Final Fantasy 14. I'm, Pretty I'm much. Really, I'm really surprised it didn't come out um, in conjunction with the latest expansion because that would have made like way more sense, but it's still mm-hmm. fresh enough, I think, that people's minds that it's going to be yeah, i Yeah, probably. Be again, and then laughing <laughs> how terrible I anticipated
1: right it's one of those joke watch kind of kind of things like let's just watch it as a joke and well, see what you, you start
0: watching it as a joke and then <laughs> people are going to get hooked I'm sure
1: right yeah
0: I don't know uh, I know I know Jay is, is going to be like standing by with like a countdown timer waiting for this thing so oh
2: yeah for it. sure very excited <laughs> very much looking forward to this
0: <laughs> um Moving on. Moving on. Uh, an assistant professor uh, uh, at the, uh, I think it's the University of Arizona? Let me see if I'm remembering that correctly. Uh, yes, University of Arizona has had their PhD revoked over a flawed video game study. Um, this is basically his study. He had... People, he. I think the 151 college students, they filled out a questionnaire where they were asked about like their feeling towards guns and their relationship with video games, both of those things. Then they played one of three games: they played Resident Evil 4, Wii Play, or Super Mario Galaxy. Those three games. After they played those three games, immediately after, they then. Got a gun that fired airsoft bullets, not you know, not real bullets, at a Velcro-covered mannequin, twenty feet away. Uh, and basically, what what the result of all of this was uh, was that the people who played either We Play or Resident Evil Four uh, with a gun controller, because you can you can play those games with a gun controller, right, pleaded the most shots on their target and the people who uh played super mario galaxy did much less headshots and so the guy the professor looked at this data and said video games are training people to kill each other with guns this man's brilliant just absolutely genius um, how did he
1: become an assistant professor like, that's what I'm wondering like how did he get that far with that kind of like you know research uh, habit and credibility uh, that's just wow yeah that's pretty bad
0: yeah so I mean obviously uh, in 2015 researchers started finding errors with the data uh, the well the, the thing that kills me Connor is that this guy he um, isn't really being like punished or anything like that like he's not uh uh you know like so they're trying to replicate the study now but he was cleared of let's see the osu employee yeah right so it's both of them uh they were cleared of any wrongdoing so it's 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 not so much that they my understanding is not so much that they fabricated their numbers it was just sort of like it was wrong somehow but they right it's, it's weird right like you know. Yeah,
1: it just it strikes me as like lazy research. It's like not necessarily like malicious; like they lied, right? Just more like they just kind of skipped, you know, like fact finding and due diligence. That's what it sounds like to me. So yeah, I'm not saying like this guy needs to lose his job or anything, but like, it's definitely good that you revoke you revoke a PhD over this kind of research, right? Like, yeah, I would I would want that for any study that's lackluster, not necessarily a video game one, you know.
2: yeah but anyone who's in that level like at that level of you know education and uh what's the word i'm looking for um like trustedness scholarly uh, yeah scholarly yeah Yeah, whatever um you know that level of being respected and being like understood as an expert in your field like Mm -hmm. i think you need to be held to a higher standard but oh for sure
0: the, the crazy thing to me is that like it's just such a flawed study. Like if you practice doing anything in the video game, you're probably going to get better at it in real life. Sure. You know, not, not within, within reason. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm not saying you're going to become a pro, but you know, if I, if I practice an action using a, a, a specific controller that tries to recreate the motion or the feel of said action, obviously I'm going to get better that, you know, just be, but just because I play it, a violent video game doesn't mean I want to go outside and start shooting people. That's still such a flawed concept that, like, people can't seem to let go of. me.
2: Well, I mean, it's... So, I don't... So, I've thought a lot about this, obviously. Like, I was, you know, the kid who was playing video games and listening to Heavy Metal, you know, the same year that Columbine happened. So, I was very, like, argumentative and angry towards all the adults who wanted to, like, talk like they knew something about it. Um, Mm -hmm. So, like... I've thought a lot about this. I don't think you can, like... Like, I don't think that, like, video games lead to violence. Neither does, you know, any media or anything. But I don't think you can, like, fully divorce them from any responsibility of adding to that culture of violence. Like, I thought about this a lot when John Wick came out. And I know it's not a video game. It's a movie. But, like, you know, when there are these, like, movies or video games or comic books or whatever that... Have the heroes doing cool stuff with guns and like looking really cool and really slick and being this cool hero that everyone wants to be. You are glorifying that, like, you are glorifying murdering a bunch of people with a gun, like, because you make it look so cool. Now, do I think that that can be blamed when some kid, you know, grabs a gun and shoots up his school? No, absolutely not. That person clearly had other problems in their head. Um, and just because they were exposed to that piece of media, like, if it wasn't that it was going to be something else so
1: i think but, yeah i think it comes back to mental and emotional adjustment more right. than anything else but there are there are things that can contribute to someone's you know how right. adjustment
2: and i love you know i loved both the john wick movies and i loved i love all the, like violent games that i play like sure. i yeah. i've been playing a lot of player unknown's battlegrounds and i've been playing a lot of uh the destiny two beta, which are two games where ostensibly you go get a bunch of guns for the explicit purpose of murdering other people. Like that's what the games are about. And like, obviously I'm well adjusted enough not to be like, Oh, I too would like to go grab a gun and shoot people. Um, and I don't think that you should ever blame media for that or art for that. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that would be like blaming the crusades on paintings of people. Like, (laughs) you know, it's like, you can't, you can't fully blame them, but you also can't like. You can't be like what I was like in high school, which was like, "Fuck you, Dad! Video games never did anything wrong." Like, you also can't. I'm gonna go listen to Linkin Park. Like, you can't. Yeah, be, you can't be that person at the age of thirty either. Like, you gotta
1: consider the factors, but yeah, it, it'll definitely always come back to the ability of people to divorce fantasy from reality. Right, like, and in, just because st- there
2: are people who can't do that doesn't mean we should just stop producing fantasy that embraces exactly. violence.
1: Yeah. It it comes down to education, it comes down to mental mental well being, but there's also you have to be able to have that conversation of like, is my material responsible? Is my right. material mature? You know? Is it like, you know, violence for art's sake or is it just violence for violence sake, you know, that kind of thing. Right. So there's Which, conversations to have about it.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But yeah, that's I mean, that's that got a little bit more serious than normally our WTF stories do, but
0: <laughs> no no, I, I, I think you I think you really gave a, a nuanced uh opinion there, uh, Jane. And I appreciate it. Um mm-hmm. Thankfully our last story not so serious. Uh I mean really
2: fucking serious. Pretty serious. Yeah, pretty it's serious. It's uh, I was it's appalled. gonna get dark. Yeah, it's gonna get very dark. It's the dark history of our adventure. Yeah, fair, fair warning.
0: True. That's true. So um, KFC has decided that it would be a good idea for new employees to learn how to uh, make chicken, chicken, how to, you know, how to cook the KFC chicken uh, in a virtual reality game. So they commissioned a horrifying escape the room type game. The the logic being that... Uh, in uh, the Escape the Room game, it only takes about ten minutes. Uh, in real life, it takes about twenty five minutes. Apparently, um, this thing is frightening. So frightening that my cat is now here to comfort me. I don't know if you guys can <laughs> see, because it's that's how that's how frightened I am to talk about this game, um, if you can call it that. Right. Wow. Wow. Words. Yeah. Um,
1: it'll, it'll, it'll shoot your blood pressure through the roof faster than KFC (laughs) actual food. will it will
0: will make you want to stop working at KFC. Like this was a bad idea. I'm out. Thanks guys. Thanks. But no, thanks.
1: (laughs) It really gives me that, um, we happy few kind of feel, you know, that, that game where it's like, everyone's wearing a mask and like, you know, if you're not happy all the time and like on this drug, you're like, you know, they kill you. It just gives me that, like, really dystopian, like, welcome to the colonel's house, like, you know, we're so happy to have you here kind of thing.
0: Yeah, it's like, yeah. so, it's so I mean, creepy. It's
1: one of the creepiest things ever.
0: It's it's kind of like Bioshock, but creepier mixed with, you know, an Escape the Room style game. And I don't want to give yeah. it away. I don't want to really give it away. It's only an eight-minute video. Just, just kind of watch it. Consider it our early Halloween present to you. I know it's only, like... Thursday. You're not even breading
1: that shit. What are you doing? They're just throwing it in the fryer. They're not even breading it. Sorry. That bothered me. It's like, where's the where's the secret spices? Where are the herbs and spices? I mean,
2: they're not going to put that. Where's the, Come on, They're not going to let you know those. <laughs> that. Come on, that's, yeah. that's, oh, you're that's, right, that's, Jay. That's, yeah, it's corporate
1: secrets. secrets. Corporate secrets, man. That's yeah. right. That's right. Of course. Of course.
0: I'm so glad I have you, cat, <laughs> to comfort me. You've got to learn how to how bread that shit. This, you can see the, the cat, like, nuzzling me. Um, but that's yeah, this will haunt your nightmares, for a couple of days after you watch it. Oh, yeah. You're welcome. Oh, yeah. You're welcome.
1: From us to you. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> We're givers.
0: That's what we are. Um, so that is all the show we have for you. Uh, as always, we really appreciate it. If you like, subscribe, or comment below. Uh, until next time, I have been your host, Michael Schluger.
1: I've been Connor Howard.
2: And I'm J. Rich.
0: Have a great week of gaming. Push a lot of keys for us, and good luck trying to get this
1: tonight. After yeah, after that okay, shit, this. Okay. Good luck. Oh man, peace. Peace be with you.
2: This has been a production of the GWW Radio Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at TheGWW.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more! Geeks Assemble!